Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to See Through Panel, a comic book discussion podcast. My name is Cole Harvey. I am here with Fahad Rahman. Hello, everyone. And we are joined today by Erin um, from Girls Talk Comics. Erin um, uh, well, is a fairly novice uh, comic reader. She started reading uh, comics in two, around 2011. Um, and she works at a local comic book shop in uh, Midwestern United States. Uh, she's been doing that for the past four years. At some point, her and her co-worker, uh, another lady-like, uh, lady-type comic reader, also uh, were, were talking about comics and decided to start the uh, podcast Girls Talk Comics. They've been going for about a year. And um, have you just finished up your first season Erin, is that correct? Yes, we just finished our first season. I feel like you captured everything about our podcast already. Like yeah, in that intro, cool. thank so, you. Yeah, thorough. Yeah. Um, so, um, how's kind of the um, pod- how's podcasting about, about about comics been for you, and kind of what are your plans for um, your second season? It's been really educational. Um, it's been fun being able to talk with my friend Jessica about comics because she and I both have a lot of feelings and opinions and very few people who are willing to listen to us ramble. Um, so it's really rewarding being able to share that. Uh, our second season is going to focus a little bit more on creators than we have so far. Um, we're really, I think like one creator a month we're wanting to talk specifically about them their history what they're doing what they did um focusing more on kind of queer or lady type creators at that point um, yeah. or on that focus i'm gonna start interviewing too for the oh. next season probably not yeah, creators. So, yeah yeah interviewing yeah. is like it's a lot of fun but um like there's a couple of times, you know, there's a couple of people that we, you know, me and Cole have interviewed where we've been kind of really nervous about talking to them. So that's, it's, it's kind of, I found that really interesting. I don't know what you, how you've kind of approached that, Cole. Uh, interviewing is like a whole different thing. Cause yeah, on our normal recording, we just kind of chat, but interviewing, you got to have like a structure. They have to know what you're going to ask. You have to, it, it's fun. It's very fun. It's really cool yeah. to like see you read someone's book and you just get to talk straight to them. It's really, um, I guess I can't think of the word, but it's really cool and interesting that you yeah. get to talk to people who make the art you look at, which is yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, like with, um, really with uh, Francois, there was one question that I asked him that he needed <laughs> to cut from the interview. So, then, you know, have to kind of like <laughs> bear, that, bear that in mind. So, um, what type of, um, who, who are you kind of planning on? talking to you because you, you mentioned it wasn't specifically going to be creators yeah. Or, yeah yeah um a lot of people talk to creators and i think that's really important for creators yeah. uh to get their product out and to kind of get their message out there and makes them much more approachable i think um i want to talk to other readers a little bit more and kind of talk to them about what they enjoy about comics you know we hear a lot i think about people who read superhero comics but a lot of the people that i know in my community don't read superhero comics they read horror or they read um the role-playing game adaptations into comics you know they they read a lot of different things and i kind of want to talk to them about what the comic world means to them or what 
manga means to them and what they enjoy and what they take out of it uh, just to kind of expand experiences and what it means to be a reader from the consumer perspective and not really the creator perspective yeah that's that's that's, yeah that's 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 fascinating it sounds very similarish to um one of my mates podcasts um allison and becky so they do a podcast called your own words Mm -hmm. and they just speak to people about a book that's meant a lot to them and it's just really interesting i find it fascinating kind of which books people choose to talk about and kind of why um why it's had an impact on them and i think those are really important um conversations to help us better understand each other so i think it's 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 a really yeah it's um it's a good i think it's a good track that you're on kind of talking to readers about why specific comics matter to them i think it's you know it's it's um it's an important thing to do i think it'll be really fun and kind of on that note about how books impact people since I run the Twitter and everybody gets to hear about what I'm reading, Jess is actually going to be starting a book club where we're going to be reading some of the prose books that have really impacted her development as a reader and um, in her words as a feminist. So that's going to be, I think, a fun way for listeners to get to know her a little bit more. That's, that's, that's really cool. Brainstorm expanding. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, so and kind of the have because me and me and Cole are kind of um obviously on opposite sides of the Atlantic Ocean how is it organizing and doing all the administrative stuff kind of uh in a podcast with someone that you kind of work with is that has that led to kind of like any interesting conversations or tensions or anything like that or has it just been smooth sailing so she and I currently live a couple hours apart Um, we're in the same time zone so it's been mostly smooth but she lives in an area now uh, we don't work together right now Uh, she lives in an area that has really bad internet connection (laughs) so (laughs) trying to stream has been um, we use uh, google chat um, to do kind of the video streaming together and it has been a learning curve in figuring out and really paying attention to how we pause in conversation uh, so we can give each other enough time to finish each other's thoughts and um, complete our discussion before the other person interrupts and takes over, which I'm certain you guys are used to as well, yeah, having to stream through. So. Yeah, so it's um, because me and Cole never actually met each other in real life. We kind of, I replied to one of his posts on on Reddit so that kind of that chemistry that you're talking about where we're not running over each other's words, I think is, um, yeah, I think it's something we're both still learning about. Um, Cole, should we head into the book now? Yes. Let me yeah. pull up the credits page here. All right. So today we're going to be talking about a comic named Backtrack. Uh, it is going to be published. I guess it already has been published by Oni Press, um, written by Brian Joins. Illustrated by Jake Elphick, uh, colored Doug Garbark, and lettered by Jim Campbell. Um, Here is the little blurb for uh, the book backtrack. Guilt weighs heavy on former criminal wheelman Allison, who led an illicit life that left her shattered into pieces. But when she hears about a massive cross-history race that grants the winner a chance to correct a single mistake in their life, 
Allison will drive from the Big Bang to the death knell of the universe for the grand prize. So just first top level thing, I didn't know this was going to be like volume one of a of a series. I thought it was like a, a whole story. Did you guys know about that? I didn't. I was quite surprised when I got to the end of volume one. And I was like, oh, there's more. I was getting to the end. I was like, how are they going to wrap this up? There's so many things. Yeah. No, they didn't wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, they didn't wrap it up. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an ongoing, um, it's an ongoing series. I, how what was kind of everyone's kind of top level thoughts about it? Did you enjoy it? Did you, um, have issues with it? Kind of what was what's uh, what's everyone's top level thoughts? Um, I thought it was really fun. Um, I thought that the the juxtaposition of like time traveling wacky races versus like a bunch of criminal kind of not good people was really interesting because it was goofy and fun and lighthearted. But then when you get to the character work, everything is pretty depressing. Um, the art I thought was awesome. Um, I guess we'll get deeper into it, but I, I thought it was quite enjoyable. I'll probably read the next volume. I was not expecting to like it. When you recommended it, I was expecting more speed racer, less death race. And so I was I wasn't sure what we were getting in ourselves into and I, I was not expecting to actually enjoy it. But uh, I thought that the characters were really engaging, kind of having that complicated history that they did. So Oh yeah. yeah. I thought it was all right. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, it was it was it was okay. Um I think that's kind of in my head, like I think the what best one line description of this is it's basically fast and the furious meets sliders, if anyone yeah. remembers that um mid two thousand um TV show. So um mm -hmm. it was it was fine. Um I'm not a big fan of like the Fast and Furious franchise so kind of yeah i didn't really um I, I don't know it was it was fun it was fun but it was just kind of maybe i wasn't in the right mood when i initially read it but yeah that's kind of um uh my initial kind of uh top uh top level kind of thoughts on it so um who wants to start talking about kind of what the basic plot of the story is and kind of yeah. Um, the who the characters are and that sort of thing. Then we can start talking about the the art. I think I can do that. Let me make sure. Correct me if I get anything wrong. But so Allison, who is called Levi for the entire rest of the book, uh, so I'm just going to call her that. I think um, so, there's a moment in her past where she was doing a job. She's a getaway driver. Um, something went wrong. That slowly. Uh, shown to us over the course of the volume. Um, she is offered by a man to take part in a race that if she wins, she can go back in time and fix any one moment of her life. Um, after that, it pretty much just goes like straight into meeting this large cast of drivers um, who all are who are basically all either criminals desperate to fix something uh, or one of them is just kind of insane. Um, I thought that it was like, I thought they maybe should have picked a lane because whenever I would really get into the fun, wacky, like driving over dinosaurs and stuff, then I get pulled back into this. The character work was really good, but it seemed like it clashed really heavily with the actual like 
fun, goofy aspects of the story, which I don't, I'm not saying it should have been fun and goofy, but I'm, I'm just saying it kind of felt odd to me, but I don't know what you guys thought. I, okay. I said death race whenever I was thinking of this book because I enjoy the kind of drama that comes in action movies. It's just Mm -hmm. very soap opera, very over the top. And that's what I felt about these characters too. I mean, they all were, they were also all criminals in some way, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And all had, I think just some dumb mistake that they were trying to fix all very tragic. And that just appealed to me on what media I like to consume. Um, It did get goofy and it mostly spent a lot of time being just sad and dramatic. Mm -hmm. Um, I really enjoyed the historical side to it i'm not a history person i'm not uh i had no idea a lot of these events that they were talking about like the earthquake um in china that they drove through but i so i thought it was interesting using these weird or not weird but unorthodox historical events to kind of go through um i thought the berlin wall encounter was really interesting um i mean how would I thought it was pretty great saying how would German soldiers react to all this new technology showing up out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. So it, it was kind of a fun exploration. I mean, I I do kind of agree that it was just okay, uh, but I do like action movie dramatics and it just felt a lot like that to me in a story. Yeah. I, um, I don't know. I felt it's like, it's, you know, what I'm saying, uh, what you what you guys were saying about the um, the dramatic elements, uh, for me didn't really. It, it felt tonally off to me slightly um, in terms of these, you know, you know the the dramatic um, uh, elements where uh, Le- 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 uh, Levy's c- kind of almost constantly. Um, I want to say constantly on the. Uh, um, He's, he's kind of almost nearly always crying about something. It's, you know, it's kind of like that that grief that she carries inside of his very, yeah. very kind of like close to the surface. Mm-hmm. And then um I mean the, the other the, the other kind of major issue that I had with the writing was that we didn't really get introduced to the ca- the other cast of characters that well before some of them are kind of bumped off. And that for me that kind of when those cat because you know, you know, uh, each time they um, end a race, I think kind of like the last person through the the gateway is eliminated, or people mm-hmm. die during the course of the race. And I thought it would have had kind of more emotional impact if we'd got to know more of the individual races a little bit better. Because I didn't really feel kind of that there was any um, any impact to to losing those characters from the story so maybe as as the as the series go on there's fewer and fewer races it'll kind of end up a little bit like big brother where you've got this whole cast of characters but um as the weeks go on kind of they're fewer and fewer and they they get more and more attention so yeah i can agree with that though i thought a lot of it a lot of it was a little inconsistent and um that levy's constant i'm not going to get to know you and just being constantly on edge 
was exhausting. It, I mean, this was first volume was over a few days, wasn't it? Um, it must have been. It, to kind of maintain that anger for quite a few days whenever you're doing a bunch of racing just feels exhausting like, as, a, as another person but yeah um, especially when a couple of the people were trying to be friendly like there's like <laughs> maybe two people that are friendly and she still shrugs them off i thought yeah, yeah she was an interesting character i i liked her as a main character i actually yeah, I feel- the opposite problem as you had with the first issue i saw how many racers there was I was like, there's no way I'm going to invest in all of these characters. Okay. And I, I thought they all had, maybe they weren't fully three-dimensional, but I thought that they each had something to latch on to. And I knew all their names, which is surprising. I will say kind of the opening few pages are absolutely drop-dead gorgeous and kind of it's fantastic storytelling kind of. What's the name of the, you know, kind of the... Casper Wellex. Yeah, fantastic name. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. That's top quality naming right there. And he's just he's just campily eating up all the scenery on each page that he's in. He's just like draping himself over all the furniture and kind of <laughs> um, posing himself in these um in these power poses. Um I I felt his introduction and kind of the, the way he explains the situation to um levy was was, that was very compelling i don't know what you guys thought about the kind of the first um um opening five or ten pages but i you know that really drew me into the into the comic definitely agree i mean that that really got i didn't know what it was going to be at all i didn't even read the the blurb or the back or anything i just dove in um yeah i thought it was awesome as soon as i figured out it was going to be a death race scenario i was all on board um especially the time travel aspect that was yeah I thought it was really fun, regardless of the like quality and the themes and all that deeper stuff. It's a fun book. I don't think you can deny that. It's a fun concept. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember, you know, if somebody came up to me and offered me the same prize or the same opportunity to redeem myself and all I had to do if I was at rock bottom and all I had to do was participate in a time travel death race, I don't think I could say no. I don't think I could disagree with the decision that our main character made. Um, so it, I really enjoyed his kind of um, selling the pitch to her. My one complaint, and I have this complaint in any time somebody is in a public space that's loud and rambunctious and somebody gets worthy worked up, like mm-hmm. what happened in their first interaction, no one in the background seemed to react. It, yeah. I was like, even if I was in a loud bar, I would still, if there was somebody who was arguing and yelling really loudly, I would still look over and be like, what is happening? <laughs> like I would still <laughs> respond. Um, and so the fact that everyone was just carrying on and like no one was staring at them or looking shocked, I was like, all right, I don't know how you got away with this, but I would still... That's well, that was my only complaint. <laughs> I, I think you obviously don't go to enough dive bars. Um, Senior places. <laughs> Fair. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I do kind of, um, I do agree with that. I think, I mean, the, the other thing that I really, I think, really stands out from the book is that the art is absolutely fantastic. It's mm-hmm. um, amazing. Uh, it's uh, kind of thickly, uh, thickly inked. Kind of all the characters got this um, kind of fluid, thickly inked um, 
outline the the colors are bright um and it's kind of a very um Aaron, what did you what did you uh, what did you think about the what did you think about the art i was really impressed by all the different car designs um i feel like other books that i've read that i've had a lot of cars have been kind of lackluster boring designs and i just rem- I remember being very impressed with all the different cars and the different dinosaur designs. Just there was a range of terrain and people and cars again. Uh, (laughs) And the artist kicked, he kicked ass. So. Oh yeah. um, I love his style. I mean, I I haven't seen when I look at the art, I have to be, when I talk about it, I have to be looking at it. Um, I haven't seen like this type of art in a long time. He's got like really thick outlines on all the characters. Yeah. And the colors are like really, really, they fit super well with the tone, especially that first scene with the, with the, the CD bar. Um, the thing that I note that I noticed, it's not a problem. Everyone has X's all over their face. Everyone. I don't know if you guys noticed that every single character has little like X's all over their face. I don't know why. What do you mean? Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, look at any character. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I I see what you're you're saying there. I think that's just a, his okay. way of like denoting like the lines on a face or the shadows on a face. Yeah, that is an odd choice, isn't it? It's not. Yeah, it's not. It didn't really bother me, but I I couldn't help but notice after the first issue. I was like, it's still going. Yeah, it's <laughs> kind of um. You really see it when um he's showing characters at a distance. Yeah. As well, I think, especially. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I know. Yeah, kind of. I'm just looking at a few pages now, and kind of. Um, there's an X on Levi's uh, chin. So, there's always an X. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, it's so. not a problem. I thought the art was freaking amazing. Like one of the best. Uh, com- like one of the best art and comics I've read the last few months. I can't think of much better. I really, really liked it. I thought the colors were incredible i think that was doug garbeck that did the colors yes i think that's correct i actually don't think i've seen anything from this team this creative team before so this is all new to me i think um the letterer is the only person that i've seen anything else from um and i remember it being very readable so good job letterer uh but when it comes to the writer the art and the colors i can't think of anything else from them that i've read um so i was very pleasantly surprised i i don't think i've seen this team at all either yeah brian joins uh i don't i don't recognize his name or jake elphick um but i'm i think they're probably going to get work after this it seems it's professional quality especially published by oni so yeah i mean so i came across this book so i've um uh, I'm a member of a website called NetGalley, and I pretty much download uh, all the graphic novels that they've uh, got available for review. So NetGalley is a website publishers use to um, uh, store advanced review copies of books they want reviews on. And um, the thing that drew me to this was, um, uh, I think Pan Oswald uh, had a kind of little blurb saying that he really enjoyed it and I'm a big Patton Oswalt fan. So awesome. I thought if he if you know if he likes it it must be it must be worth worth checking out. So 
yeah, I, 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 you know, like you guys, I hadn't heard of the creative team or any of their kind of previous work either. What did you Patton's guys think? Been putting out some good blurbs lately, so yes, yeah, he's yeah. been putting out blurbs on a lot of comics. Mm. I think he's probably been reading in his quarantine. <laughs> yeah. Who hasn't? <laughs> yeah, right. It's a good pastime. Right. Yeah. I I switched to novels just because they take longer and there's so much <laughs> quarantine. Uh, yeah. yeah. Are yeah. you guys? You think you're gonna pick up the second volume? I'm probably not. It's not really my. I don't know. I've just I've I've been going through some stuff and I I just I don't think I. I think I just read this at a really weird point. So I'm probably I'm not that interested in seeing what what um what happens next. What about you guys? I'm... I think I'm probably alone in that. I think both of you guys have both said that. Yeah, uh, kind of interested in seeing what what happens next. I am actually not going to pick up volume two either. Um, they're kind of too many characters right now. Um, I have a lot of other things that I'm reading and needing to catch up on. I made the joke recently to a friend. I sat down and made my to-read list, and it's got about 90 items on it. Yeah. So, That's yeah. a lot. Uh, That's so a unfortunately, lot. Backtrack Volume 2 is kind of going to the bottom of the list. Um, I would like to see or kind of hear how the rest of it does go. Uh, and if I get down to that part of my list, I will pick it up. But right now, it's not like I thought it was fun, but it didn't quite overpower other stuff. Um, I, you know, you're, you were talking about too many characters and not getting emotionally attached to them. Um, I read Assassination with Erica Henderson on the team, and they had a lot of characters that kill, got killed off right away as well. And she introduced the characters in a really funny way. They had hilarious names or um, just gave a little bit a glimpse into their personality at the beginning. Um, either way, when she introduced all of those characters and it was a very short run, I was able to pick up and stay with it. So I think it was only five issues. Um, and this one with it's still going and how many characters are in it. And like, eh, that's a lot <laughs> to try to remember. Mm -hmm. track. I think I had to write down all the names of the characters and who they like all the little tips and tidbits that we learned about them and how they died just so I could track it. Cause there were so many things happening in this book. I think I'm probably with you guys. Uh, I might, if I get like a chance to flip through it, I would like to look at the art. Um, yeah, there's just so many comics that are of such a high quality. I, I don't know. I wouldn't feel right just kind of waiting for this. And there's there's so many things to read. I don't know if it's worth um, continuing every single thing you read. I thought it was a fun read, though. Like, I'm not going to say I, I enjoyed reading it. It wasn't a waste of time. Um, I would like to see more from Jake Elphick, like a lot more. I really, I really, really enjoyed the art. Yeah, I think the by far, I think the art was the um strongest aspect yeah. of the of the book overall the, the the character dialogue was was fine i think it was the the plotting was was okay i kind of felt towards the the end of the book it kind of the the writer kind of already played out most of his best ideas and i was mm -hmm. just, I, I was i was really quite surprised that it was going to be 
and on ongoing because it was, it was for me it felt like it was losing a little bit of steam. I don't know how, how you guys felt about it. Presumably, they need a whole nother trade. So I don't know what that's going to be. If they need five more issues, I feel like we have maybe two left in the story. So I don't. Yeah. I'm not sure. I think I've already seen a solicitation for volume two. I don't yeah. remember if I did or not, but um, yeah, I I kind of got a little blindsided by that Berlin Wall scene at the end. Um, it it felt a little out of nowhere when it mm-hmm. came to the plot and things like that, if that makes sense. Like, um, you know, they were having these awesome racing scenes and then now it's time for combat. Yeah. <laughs> you you yeah. absolutely hit the nail on the head there. So I, I did um, a written review on this for my blog and I think one of the, the lines I, 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 I wrote down there is that it says something where I've got a bigger problem with them escaping from... Um, spies in east berlin than i did with them um outrunning a t-rex for me my my suspension of disbelief fell apart when they escaped <laughs> they escaped from east berlin yeah. that would never happen they'd never be able to escape from from the um yeah. from, from kind of like uh being uh, soviet <laughs> forces like that outrun a t-rex no problem but uh this nah that, that can't happen yeah that, that... Happen, so yeah more than anything uh i just thought that the heiress had uh no idea what kind of bodyguard she had and she should maybe take her bodyguard a little bit more seriously that's all i'm saying that Mm. bodyguard should be winning this race because his skill set is obviously a little bit more than i'm just a billionaire daughter's yeah watchdog you know that i thought that was a really cool addition for him I, i thought that was a fun development for a character um maybe a little stereotypical doesn't mean it's bad but it just it felt a little out of place mm-hmm. um and really intense yeah. like the, there were explosions yeah, and nothing happened <laughs> like, <laughs> Do you guys notice that stasi agent shot once and then he was like oh i'm out of bullets <laughs> i was like you shot one time why'd you only put one bullet in your gun <laughs> It's just to denote the bad budgeting. I guess I don't <laughs> yes, know. Uh, it's, this, this, I got this, room. Don't go anywhere. It's uh, yes, it's, you know, it's demonstrating the failure of um communism. Only one bullet. Yeah, capitalism produced many bullets. Yeah, um, five-year plan. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think what else is there to kind of uh talk about i yes yeah, so i kind of you know just talking about the the east berlin a uh, kind of um kind of section how did you how did you did you kind of find the character development through that section kind of um consistent because uh i just felt um what's the name of the corrupt police officer it's like uh, a Aberroa or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I feel, you know, I'm not entirely sure he would have maybe taken the action he did considering what he was racing for. Yeah. If that makes sense. 
Um, yeah, that's true. I, I thought that about a lot of them. They're all in the first issue. They're like, we can't take sides. This is so important to me. I have to win. But then eventually they're like, oh, we could just work together. We could see who wins later, which I thought was in. I don't know if it, they earned that level of, of teamwork. I don't know if they earned people just putting aside their like life defining moment that they want to take back. Cause that seemed to be forgotten pretty early. I don't know if you guys thought anything about that. I thought that the, now, you know, forgive me. It's been a little while since I've looked through it. There was the one kind of cowardly guy who betrayed them or got close to betraying them. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, he, I thought, was consistent. <laughs> Just kind of self-serving. <laughs> uh, so good good for him for being a coward to the end. Um, yeah. I did kind of feel with the cop, he really gave up pretty quickly yeah. after getting yeah. sick. And which I thought was interesting. And maybe I was overthinking and I'm not an immunologist, so I don't know. But yeah. I there was part of me that it was like, I think you guys are more likely to get them sick than them getting you sick. But that was, I was like, yeah. And also think, the plague is still around and we have yeah. medicine for it. So I was, I was a little overthinking that, um, but he did give up yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah. I think um, I was also kind of a little bit on, I'm not entirely sure how quickly the plague works. Um, but I, I, from my understanding, it's kind of over a number of days and weeks, and he he yeah. kind of got pretty fatally sick, yeah, quite alarmingly quickly. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if you've done your um, the editors might, might have pulled up a note, um, yeah. um, up on that one, um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's I think you know we've kind of said it's a it's a fun little book. It's not um it's one of those i think it's one of those frustrating reads where you can see there's a lot of talent involved but they're still kind of struggling not struggling is the right word i don't think this is was the best platform to kind of really show what you know what these guys are kind of mm -hmm. um definitely a creative team that um we should keep our eyes on i think you know from from the writing to to the artwork to the coloring um, and the yeah. lettering is just definitely there's more to come from this team. I think. I hope so. We've all read those books yeah. though, where we've, you know, like the first couple books from a team that you're like, there's potential. Mm -hmm. This wasn't it, but there's definitely potential for maybe the next thing, yeah. or if there was a different editor or a little bit more time or a few more pages yeah. they could have put books. Uh, so that, for me, my classic example of that is um, the first trade paperback for Sandman, because mm. it's kind of like the art in that's not good. It's a bit janky. The art in that's a little bit janky. Ooh, you're, you're <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm, uh, look, I'm, I'm, it's I'm not sorry. Wrong. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's a, little, it's a little bit janky, but you could kind of tell. Kind of all right. That there, there's something in this concept here. There's something in in the writing. Let's let's give it more time to to um to breathe. So yeah, yeah. so that, that no, that's that's what I'd say about that. Um, I think we've been going for about uh nearly forty minutes. Uh, closing thoughts, 
on the um on the comic comics com- uh, uh, trade paperback. Sorry. Uh, I hope we didn't come across too negative because I, I like I did enjoy it. I think they're they're a very promising creative team. Um, definitely going to keep my eye on them. I just don't think it was for me, and it had kind of that uh, the starting problems people have on maybe their first big book. But um, I'm glad they got it published through Oni, pretty big publisher, and I'm glad they're making comics. Um, you know, I might I'm on the fence. I might read volume two. Maybe I'm gonna maybe I'm gonna dry spot when it comes out. Who knows? I, as a retailer, I think this is a book I would probably sell to teenagers, um, preteens, early, yeah. younger teens. Um, it's really fun. And I, I think it's something like adults can enjoy, but we obviously found some holes in the plot that mm-hmm. kind of took us out of it. And if you can kind of gloss over those, it's a good book. And if maybe you're a little younger, it'd be a really fun book. Um I'm not going to go out of my way to find volume two. Uh, It is something that if somebody was like, I'm looking for a 12 to 14 year old who really loves action stories. I'll be like, back track. Um, I kind of feel very, so for me, this, I'm I'm not a fan of the fast and furious movies. A lot of my friends, you know, like, like, like those films. I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I think, I think it's, dumb they're they're dumb movies um and i I just felt like this is very (laughs) much kind of the way that i I wouldn't say this was dumb it's just kind of like uh, i think i'm a little bit too old for this um Mm. i i also think that maybe the story that they were trying to tell was in the wrong format i think this would have worked much better maybe as um an anime or a live action tv series we can really get those um Car, car chase scenes being kind of beautifully um filmed um so that's kind of this is yeah if this was a movie it's kind of the sort of thing that you'd be able to kind of put on in the background oh, yeah. at a part oh, yeah. at a party and the end but you know taking the effort to actually sit down and read it for me i yeah then, then again i think there's more to more more to um to to come from this team so we've been going for about 40 minutes um Aaron are there any uh, exciting uh, comic books that you think we should be checking out um and reviewing on our podcast next Ooh. yeah give me the top 80 on your to read oh, <laughs> uh, well let's just go with what's on my pile now um well I recommend Tokyo Ghost if you guys haven't read that um, nope somewhere yeah, Tokyo Ghost is a Rick Remender title. It's a bit of an older one for him, but oh yes, really yeah. fantastic. Um, and I am actually going to start Tartarus soon, and I've been reading the new Lucifer um, comic, the new Sandman Lucifer. And so yeah. those are, if you want to read along with me, those are at least what I would recommend. The Lucifer yeah. one is a slow start, uh, but the concept is always interesting on a moral sense and um, an emotional one. Tartarus, I actually don't know much about, so it'll be a blind read. And then Tokyo Ghost feels a little bit topical politically yeah. for the United States, at least. <laughs> so, is Tokyo Ghost it, the John Murphy one? John Murphy art? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Then mm-hmm. I, do, I do need to read that. Yeah. And, um, uh, Aaron, you mentioned that you're going to start interviewing people 
one of the first series of those interviews going to start? I have. Who have you got lined yeah, up to speak? I have one of my friends we already interviewed. Um, I think his episode will be the first and it'll either drop late January or early February. Um, he was interviewed. He actually introduced Jessica and I together to each other. Um, so we call him the grandfather of our podcast. Um, he's actually really interesting. He got his PhD in American studies where he focused on comic books and uh, focused a lot on the work for hire aspect of comic books. So we chat a little bit about that and kind of what we think of um, the future of comics. Uh, some of the other people I have are mostly just locals that I know who read different things and um, haven't quite got them in front of a microphone yet. Uh, but we're going to try to get one out every month. Yeah, it sounds of, yeah. really exciting. And um, I've got one one other question. As a kind of comic book retailer, um, what's the what's the outlook like now at the moment, kind of the COVID-19 and are there any trends that you're seeing in terms of books that um, uh, are being published or that you're in terms of what's selling well? Yeah. Um, Marvel and DC always sell well. When people, even though people complain about the titles, they always sell well and consistently people always buy into events um, at least pretty regularly. So the comic book market on a retail sense, I think is still pretty healthy. We actually, except for the month or two that my store was closed down, our purchase, our customers have been consistent. We started curbside, we did some delivery and people still come in and pick up physical copies of books. Um, that's just what it is. Our manga has exploded uh, as a category. So many people are buying it. Um, my comic shop has two locations and one location is almost exclusively manga now where the one I was working at does the trades comics and graphic novels. Um, but, and I think the store that's mostly manga has like three bookshelves full of manga that they just recycle through pretty quickly. Um, so it's the print media is still doing well. Um, it's growing in other places that I don't think people expected I think there is a legitimate burnout on some titles, um, some creative teams and uh, some genres, but for the most part, it's still healthy and happy and thriving. Like it's, it's doing fine. So. That's excellent news. Yeah. <laughs> that is, that is excellent news to hear genuinely. Um, so Cole, have you got any questions you'd like to, to ask? Um. I think you about covered it. I'm just happy people are. My comic shop doesn't have any manga, like, and I figured that's like the, the thing that is like really coming up. Like when I was in high school, everyone started reading manga. I have friends that'll read manga but won't touch comics. So, yeah. so I just don't know why you wouldn't put that in your store. So I'm I'm glad that someone is doing it. There's a lot of manga out there, and mm -hmm. the reason really successful is we had a little bit of a leadership change in the stores and one of the new managers was is huge into manga and he's actually like a pokemon professor so we can do pokemon events at the store like it's he's mm -hmm. into it because he could make educated purchasing decisions for the store we had quality 
content, but there's just so much out there. It's kind of terrifying to get into, much like comic books. There's so yeah. many comics out there, it's hard to get in. Manga is even more, and it's more niche. <laughs> so it's yeah. like a specific identity with specific interests. There's a manga for you out there, uh, but that's a little bit too much when you've never picked up a book. So when you get educated people making purchases for the store, you can get the quality stuff people actually want to read. And that really is the main reason it exploded for us. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I think it just uh, remains for me to say uh, thank you very much for, for joining us, Aaron. Yes. Um, I think, Thanks yeah, for we had, I think we had a, yeah, oh, it's, we had a really good chat. Could you uh, just shout out your um, kind of social media channels and where people can find your podcast and your website and all that other stuff yeah uh girls talk comics we're on twitter mostly a little bit on facebook um twitter is girls talk comics lfk no no girls talk comic one facebook is girls talk comics lfk um we are on spotify and jess handles all the uploads so where are we google podcasts (laughs) we have a fireside um website where a lot of that is linked to as well um, okay. so that's where you can find cool. us uh, thank you very much uh, Cole what's the comic that we're doing next it's is it Black Stars above? Black Stars Above and I just finished reading it last night okay I've only just downloaded it so I will will be will be doing that next week um, and just a little mini plug for a project that I'm working on I'm going to be doing uh, starting yet another podcast um, I can't tell you what it's called but we're going to be and we'll be reviewing audio books on it. So watch watch the, the space for that one, guys. Um, once again, Aaron, thank you very much for, for joining us. Um, should we say goodbye, Cole? Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Okay, really guys. Bye. Thank you.